Hey, so Doc, listen, this is interactive. World's on right? fire. Our culture is disintegrating. Hey, pass the salt. It's time. It's time. Hey, you, pass the salt. And you know why it's disintegrating? Because we're jellyfish. Pass the salt, will you? Pass the salt. Pass the salt, amigo. It's time. It's time. I think they could give us a new name. I believe we are Evan Jellyfish. Hey, will you pass the salt? Pass the salt. We need salt over here. It's time for Pass the Salt. Pass but we like to share the gospel without any backbone to it, see? The views, opinions, and seemingly outrageous comments expressed in this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach. I gotta ask you this out there, Christian America. It's time for Pass the Salt with a Coach, Dave Daubenmeyer. All right, all right, so here we go. Listen, I, I gotta make this announcement right here at the top of the show putting my marriage at risk, but you all need to know this. We will broadcast tomorrow. Yes, I know it's Thanksgiving, but what day you should be, we should be doing coach Dave live on Thanksgiving. Shouldn't we have all days? So I'm going to be here. Jonathan's going to be here. Yes, we're going to be here. My wife said, don't make them do that coach. They want to stay home with their family. Jonathan says, I don't care. I don't want to stay home with my family. I want to do Coach Dave. So we'll be here tomorrow morning, 7 o'clock sharp. Don't miss it, all right? Man, oh, man. By the way, just a tip of the cap, November 22nd, 1963, this is the day. And by the way, this is also, my friends, this is when all the deception really, really started in America. Uh, I don't know if if, uh, Don McLean, when he wrote the song American Pie, but that was the day the, the music died, 1963 is when all of this, it was probably going on before that, but boy, that's really when it amped up. And here we are, how many years removed? I can't, no good math, 70 years, six, 60 years, 60 years removed, and they still won't tell us the truth about what happened in Dallas. It's unbelievable, isn't it? And so we know that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, principalities and powers, evil spirits in high places. We know it's the seed of the serpent against the seed of the woman. It's not Republican, Democrat. It's not liberal, conservative. It ain't none of that, folks. We're in the midst of a spiritual war. And we're going to keep, uh, uh, we're going to keep fighting that war. And the Bible says that my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge, right? I'm talking fast because I can't wait to get our guest in here. Uh, I met Dr. Uh, Doug Frank, I don't know, three years ago, four, I, whatever. He's He's been at... By the way, he's a Buckeye. He lives here in the in Cincinnati area. He's been at the forefront, friends, at the whole the election was stolen uh, concept. And I know a lot of you are getting tired of hearing about it, yada, yada, yada. And we moved on to J6 and all that kind of stuff. But uh, I, I heard uh, Doc speak about, I don't know, maybe it was a month ago now at a, at a John Birch Society meeting. And it just it just blew my mind. Because he said, listen, it's the voter rolls, folks. It's the voter rolls. <laughs> it's Yes, it's electronic voting, but it's the voter rolls, which is, are the real problems are. So uh, Dr. Uh, Doug Frank isn't some fly-by-night guy. I mean, he's got the ear of Mike Lindell. He's got the ear of all those people presenting evidence of exactly the election fraud that took place and will continue to take place if, uh, if we don't wake up. So everybody out there, share it with somebody, text somebody, email somebody, say, tune in. CoachDaveLive.com. Tune in, CoachDaveLive.com, if you want to know the truth of what really happened in the election. Dr. Frank, I'm going to shut up. The floor is yours, brother. Thanks for getting up and joining us this morning. Oh, pleasure to be with you guys. I'm um, uh, 
all over the country. Is your audience mostly Ohio or is it oh, mostly? No, no, what, no. We, heck, we got them out on the West Coast and the East Coast and the North Coast and the South Coast and no coast. We got them that's everywhere. Aw- brother. That's awesome because that, that's where I am. <laughs> uh, I um, just came back from th- a three-week trip, seven states. And then uh, here's Paul. He says he saw me in Maine. Um, cool. And then <laughs> Mississippi. I haven't been to Mississippi yet. That's the, um, I've been to 46 states. As of next month in December, I'm adding Nevada and Alaska. I'm going to be in Alaska for a week. Um, i typically on the road for three weeks at a time, two to three weeks typically, and then I get, get to go home and sleep in my own bed and, uh, and have dinner with my wife for a couple of nights. Oh, I've been to Minnesota as well. It's, it's one of the weakest ones, uh, Janine, one of the weakest states um, in terms of inviting me to come there. Um, I, that doesn't mean that, you know, I'm the only guy with the truth, but what's different about me compared to most people, are you kidding, Wisconsin? Dude, we're not, we're killing it there. Um, thanks, Don. I'm noticing the messages pop up, so I'm reacting. Yeah, stop, to stop doing that or you'll never get there. <laughs> yeah, yes, I've been to Florida uh, multiple times, and I'm going to be in Georgia next week as well. Uh, as I travel the country, um yeah, you're right. The messages are just burying me here. Yeah, don't um, worry. ignore them. Ignore them. <laughs> yes. Um, what's different about me versus most people who are in this movement is there are people that will come in and speak to you. Um, and Jack says Maine is lost, and I, I, I want to address that. Um, no, Maine is not lost. That's a mistake. And to say that, because it shows that you don't understand what's going on and you don't understand the power you have as a citizen. And so what I would, so what I would say is, for example, um, I, I'm not, you're right. I got to quit looking at these messages. Stop texting. Okay. You're distracting distracting this. uh, this, this Sorry about that. that. I'm trying to, I'm trying to ignore them now. (laughs) So um, what's different about me the most is I don't just come in and speak and leave. After I've been there, um, or when I come in, might I might speak in the evenings, or I might speak in the afternoon to like a Republican a, a group, like a CRA or a Women's Republican Club or something like that. But really, the reason I'm in town is because I'm meeting with the sheriff, I'm meeting with local officials, I'm meeting with local teams, and I'm training them how to fix this problem. And I have a, a brochure I call the Seven Steps that I've been. Um, basically promoting and these seven steps of the way at which you take back your elections. And what do I mean by take back your elections? Well, the core problem, the core problem we have, Dave, I love his introduction. The core problem is that our public has um, given up many of our constitutional rights. And what do I mean by that? So for example, in Ohio, we're open carry. Every time I go to the grocery store, I put my 45 on and I put it on open and I want everybody to see it every time I leave the house. Why? Because the principle is if you don't use your rights, you lose them. Yeah. And, what, and what's happened is for decades, we've been relinquishing our rights. For example, we pay other people to run our government. Well, wait a minute. You're the government. You have the power. If you're not using your power, you lose your power because the vacuum you leave is filled 
by other people. And, you know, like Plato said, you know, the penalty for free refusing to get po- involved in politics is that you end up being governed by your inferiors. And so, and, and so what's happened is we people have allowed inferiors to take over these important offices. And, you know, this was so obvious, for example, during 2020, when all this, all the moms saw what their kids were learning at school and they're like, what? That's what they're teaching our children. And so it woke them up and they, and what does that really mean? It means that until then parents have been ignoring what their children were learning. So in other words, there's a vacuum that we've left behind because we're not using our powers. We're not using our rights. And so that's just one example. But for decades, we've been paying other people to run our governments, paying other people to teach our children and most related to what I'm talking about, paying other people to to run our elections. You know, even even as recently as 20 years ago, 90 percent of the country are we were running our own elections. We were uh, running them locally at our local precinct. You know, individual citizens were volunteering at the polls and running the elections and systematically over the last 20 years. Every single state in the country, I'm not exaggerating, folks, every single state in the country, we've handed off the elections to someone else, and it's now centrally controlled at the state level. And I can prove that to you, and I have all kinds of graphs which I can prove it to you, but even the most conservative states are now managed centrally. And the reason why that's happened is because it's the first rule of government. The first rule of government is First rule of government is you never, ever, 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 ever give government power because if you do, you never get it back. Government seeks to centralize power. Government seeks to maintain its own control. And so what's happened is now that our states are centrally controlling our elections, they're systematically and incrementally ratcheting in more and more central control and less and less local control. And you can see that in multiple examples I could show to you in multiple ways. But bottom line is because of that, you know, like Stalin said, doesn't matter who votes. What matters is who counts the votes. And that's that's the situation we're in now. We've given away our elections. And so we can talk about machines. We can talk about rolls. We can talk about paper versus electronic voting. We can talk about all that stuff. But the bottom line is you're not doing it. Somebody else is. And as soon as you've given that to somebody else, it doesn't matter what your system is. They're in control and they can make the election come out however they like. Now, I'm not accusing you necessarily accusing of your local clerks and your local election managers of being corrupt. But what's happened is because the systems have become electronic. Now, anybody in the world with a high school level hacking ability can hack into our elections and manipulate them and, and study them. And so that's our that's our problem. We need to take them back locally because that puts us back in control. And we do that by going to all paper. And what do I mean by all paper? You need to have a paper poll book, a paper ballot that you hand mark. Nobody knows anything until the polls close. And then people hand count the ballots. People hand tally them. People hand report the results. That puts the locals back in control. If any one of those steps is electronic, trust me, I can hack it. There's the door back here behind me. In there is my electronic shop. I'm here in my man cave in southern Ohio. And I can tell you right now, I can hack into anything electronic. I'm an expert at electronics. And and people say, oh, we just have this really simple system. I don't care how simple it is. I can hack into it. And here's the problem. 
as soon as I can hack into it, I know exactly where your election is at. I know exactly what you need, um, what I need to do to cheat your election because I can monitor it. So I don't know. That's kind of an introduction, Dave. And 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 as I travel the country, when I the first thing I do when I come into a community is I show them the problem, because uh, like my friend T- Tony Shoup from Pennsylvania s- says, education is key, but the fix is local. So. I don't want you to try to fix the state of Ohio. I don't want to try to you to try to fix your whole state. Wherever you are, I want you to fix your local community. And because that's where your power is. And what I to do that, there are seven steps. And these when you follow these seven steps, at the end of the seven steps, you own your elections again. You've taken them back. And just last week, for example, somebody said they were from from um um in, in Wisconsin. Three more municipalities there have gone all paper. I got, and I just got, got another municipality in Nebraska. I was there two weeks ago. Uh, another whole county there. All and politics is local. All politics is local. Thank you for saying that, Dave. And and okay, so forgive me. I'm a scientist. Pardon me, Doctor Frank. What? Pardon me. While I take a drink of my coffee here with my <laughs> data cup. Follow the data. There you go. There you go. Um, hey, Dr. Frank, I just had to speak up because nobody comes in and dominates the show like you. Keep going. I like it. I, I'm, I'm the boss here, dude. I'm Rush Limbaugh here, right? Uh, I'm delighted to be your guest. Interrupt me at any time you wish, brother. Go ahead, buddy. I'm, I'm just go ahead. here to serve. You know, I, I, I always joke with people I like to serve because if I serve here on earth, that means I get to be first in heaven later. So I'm. Okay, doc, so, Doc, let me throw this one at you because this, this staggered me. Uh, in the last election, 2000, whatever that thing was, how many people voted in person at the polling? Do we know that, uh, Doc? What, what percentage in, of people in, actually, um, in 2022? Well, whatever. Just pick one. When people actually went to the polls and cast their ballot. Well, you know, I didn't look up that number yet. I've been busy on other things in Ohio. But I'll tell you this. In in uh, 2020, it was 56% of people voted not in person. They either dropped off a ballot at a, a at a um, a drop box, or they mailed it in, or something like that. And I understand why people like it because it's convenient. But what's happened is we've sacrificed the integrity of our elections for convenience. And what happens is if it's easy for you, that means it's even easier for the cheaters. So you have, you know, it, it's why do why do we think it has to be easy? I mean, go to the grocery store, you go to a baseball game, you get up and you go do that stuff. Well, voting is even more important than that. You need to you need to get up and go in person and use your feet and show up in person and vote in so, person. So, Doc Frank, here's what here's what I tell everybody. We have Veterans Day. We have Memorial Day. We have the yes. 4th of July. We have Christmas Day. We have Valentine's yes. Day. We have Thanksgiving Day. And we have voting month. Right? <laughs> yeah. All of Europe has election day they do it in one day they've made it a national holiday and the turnouts are much higher than here they're upwards of 80 to 90 percent um and it's it's compulsory everybody is supposed to vote it's 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 a it's like everybody's expected to do it everybody has a voter id card everybody shows a photo id everybody shows up in person um and it's and all the ballots are counted that night by the local people, and the tallies are reported that night. Okay, Doc. Okay, let's keep you moving here, Doc. So how are they cheating, Doc? How, how are they cheating? Here in Ohio, we have 30 days, 30 days of cheating going on. How, how is it happening? Because they've got us all focusing on the machines, which is part of it, 
but that's not all of it, is it, Doc? Well said, sir. That is correct. Um, the, the purpose of the machines is the machines are on in what they call, you know, like they'll lie to you. They'll say, oh, the machines aren't on the Internet. Well, that's sort of true, but not true. They're on internal secure networks. If you corner them, I was just with a, in fact, I was just in Maine. Somebody said, Maine, I was just in Maine three weeks ago meeting with the secretary of state. And she said, oh, the machines are not connected to the internet. And I said, yeah, but they're on an internal secure network, aren't they? Look them dead in the eye. They had to admit, yes, they are. Okay. So you think, you think they're not hackable because you think you're secure. Anybody who thinks they're secure is naive. They're, the government can't secure their networks. The military can't serve, uh, protect their networks. Banks can't protect their networks. Anybody who thinks that they can protect their networks is naive. So anyway, why is that important? Well, because if, if during the election, Coach Dave, during those 30 days where we're having an election, if every minute I know exactly who has voted and what the tallies are, then I know exactly how to steal the election. What do I mean by that? So let's say we're monitoring it day by day, and we notice that Coach Dave is running for governor in Ohio. I'd vote for you. And and let's say that you're behind 8 to 10, okay? And you know everybody who's voted. Well, you want to be ahead. So you go into the rolls, and you look at four people that haven't voted, and you stuff ballots for them. And so now you're ahead 12 to 10. Well, but you needed to know... Yet you are behind and you needed to know who's not voted so you can stuff ballots using their names. So in other words, the machines are complicit. The machines enable the cheat. And and then and then that's what sets up the cheat. But then the, I guess if what enables it in the end is the money, because there are people that have a vested interest in certain outcomes and they are pouring money into the elections to a, process, they, to a process they call ballot harvesting. Explain that real quickly, Doc. Yes. Okay. So there's two kinds of ballot harvesting. There's legal and there's illegal. Okay. And so, so for example, the Republican, the GOP is going around telling everybody, oh, we got to, we got to harvest ballots. Well, they're, they are um, confused because the way that they want to harvest ballots will change it maybe one or 2%. But the problem is when what they do that, what they're really doing is every ballot that they collect legally legal ballot harvesting immediately is reported so the bad guys know where they stand you're giving away the information you should vote on election day in person as late as possible to make it okay. the hardest to cheat doc i tell people yeah. I, I interrupt for a living this is the way i think i think for my audience okay so yes. here's what happened in the 20 election all yes. of a sudden they stopped in the middle of the night because why the data showed they were behind that's right that's right. That's exactly why they stopped. Uh, and, and well, there's, there's another aspect to that, Dave, which I'll be happy to explain to you. But let me finish that other comment. And then I want to come back to that. That's a good okay. question. Because what happens is, you know, there are all these non-government organizations. They're called NGOs. And they receive grants, uh, county grants, federal grants, Soros grants, CTCL grants. They make a living by harvesting ballots illegally. So what they'll do is they'll put the word out on the street to all the homeless people and drug addicts. Hey, we're giving $50 cash per ballot. Just whatever, wherever you can find them, bring them in. And so what happens is people follow the post trucks. People follow, you know, people go to people's mailboxes. People go to college campuses. People order absentee ballots in other people's names and they collect them. That's about 
that's about 20% of the ballots are harvested that way. So, folks, think about this now. Let's say you know 10 people who aren't going to vote. You order you order ballots in their name. They come to you. Yes. You fill them out and mail them back in. You don't right? mail them back in. You take them down to the NGO, and they give you $50 a piece for them. <laughs> I in, gotcha. in, in, okay. in Los Angeles, when I was on the um, talking to the kids on uh, the students there at UCLA, they were being offered $200 a piece. And so the kids there, would they, they would go online, and they would register to vote everybody in their dorm, and they would order absentee ballots for them. So they would go down to the NGO with – dozens and dozens of ballots and getting paid $200 a piece. This is a, you know, this is a lot of money. So when I say the machines enable it, yes, that, but the money also is what enables it. It's money flowing into the system from people who have a vested interest in the NGOs are paid per ballot they deliver. So that's why, that's why that's happening. So anyway, but let's come back to the thing where you said the the election stopped. I want to address that. So people always ask me, well, gee, Dr. Frank, if there's all this cheating, how did Trump win in 2016? And and the answer, uh, I know the answer. And here's the answer. Three days before the election took place in, in November of 2016, a team of white hat hackers launched what is called a denial of service attack. If you don't know what that is, imagine if everybody started calling my cell phone right now. I wouldn't be able to use my cell phone because it's constantly being bombarded with requests. So I would never be able to call out. Imagine if if all the election systems suddenly were unable to report out. Then the bad guys wouldn't know what the tallies were. And the bad guys wouldn't know who'd voted already. So guess what? They were in the dark. And Trump outperformed all the polls. They believe their own polls. So he outperformed the expectations. And that's why he won in 2016. And that's why for four years, Hillary Clinton was going around the country complaining that the Russians hacked our elections. She's not totally wrong. Our elections were hacked, but it wasn't the Russians. And it was hacked in a way that prevented the bad guys from knowing the status of the election. So that's why we won in 2016. In 2020, the same thing was going on. However, they were ready this time, and all they had to do, you know, if my phone is constantly ringing, how do I stop that from happening? I turn my phone off, and when I reboot my phone, then I have a moment when I can report, I can call somebody before calls start coming in again, and that's exactly what happened in 2020. That's why all the states shut down at one moment so that they could check and see where they were because they weren't going to make that same mistake again that they made in 2016. And they went, oh, my goodness, we're behind in Michigan. We're behind in Georgia. We're behind in Wisconsin. We're behind in Pennsylvania. They suddenly, So they suddenly added a whole bunch of new voters and, and, and added votes electronically at that point, and then the paper followed up. You know, we have the videotape in Michigan. Oh, the votes we have, were added electronically, and then the paper followed. Exactly, and that's why recounts don't fix the problem because re, recounts you're just counting the same counterfeit ballots. It doesn't a recount doesn't fix the problem. It's like in, it's like it, it papers over the problem, and that's why in Michigan at a, at ten fifty six p.m., one hundred fifty six thousand people, brand new people, new voter IDs were added to the voter rolls who all voted. Only 5,000 of those new 156,000 voted for Trump. All the rest for Biden. And then you, there's videotape. We have the videotape four hours later of the truck backing up to the building with all the ballots in it. So in other words, it, it, this is not a speculation. I was in that Matt DiPerno case in uh, Northern. Uh, it was the Bill Bailey case. Matt DiPerno was the attorney. I was working with him. I've been in multiple of these lawsuits all around the country. So I think I answered that question. So, okay, so, so that and was- notice that, notice that, 
who has access to the machines has access to control the election. That's the problem. That's why we have to take that back. Okay, so look, uh, this is fascinating. We could go for 10 hours. And hey, Doc, just show, uh, we're going to get people in here to ask you some questions. But before we do, show us some of the charts that you have. You've got a plethora of charts. Yeah, will, I do. That, that just take just take pull one of those up and explain to us what this chart shows. Okay, all right. Because so, you have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of these charts. Thousands. And so, because I've analyzed in detail down to the individual address um, in 46 states, who has voted? And why do I do that? Because I then I go into a community and I say, here's the list of everybody who voted in your election. Let's find some of those stuffed ballots. Let's find some of those fraudulent ballots. Because when you actually find actual fraud, now you're not just complaining about the machines. You're saying, look, here's actual fraud in our own community. And lots of people say, oh, yeah, Wisconsin fraud. Yeah, Michigan fraud. But let me tell you, it's in every community. We find it everywhere we look. And Folks, so we're, talk- we're talking about 15 people who are registered to vote at the same address, which is Walmart or something like that. Right, Doc? Yeah, you got it. You got it. And then and then we find those those ballots. We find we we find out that now give me a let me give you an example. It's a very compelling chart that I show people. Here it is. Um, what I do is I show people that we're centrally controlled and they say, well, what do you mean we're centrally controlled? So, oops. Uh, so let me get to that. Sorry, I thought I was already there. Here, what do you mean we're centrally controlled? So here's an example of Wisconsin. Can you all see this all right? Yes. All right. So what this is, is this is, I, by the way, I testified before the Wisconsin legislature on December 8th of 2021 and showed these graphs. It blew them out of the water. Has completely wow. changed the way everybody was talking about it. So folks, it's the exact same pattern, folks. Do you see that? Three different counties, exact same voting pattern. Go ahead, Doc. Yes, you're exactly right. And and notice that this goes from 2009 of November all the way to December of 2021. And this is a lot of work. I downloaded the number of people in the voter rolls for their three largest counties, Dane County, Milwaukee County, Waukesha County. And I showed it as a percentage so that you could see them all on the same scale. And what I, I, I did this with a private meeting with Speaker Voss, Speaker of the House. And I said, notice what happened right before 2012. The voter rolls suddenly surged, which is not particularly unusual, except that right after the election, they take them back out again. And right before 2014, same thing happened. And then 2016 for the presidential election, Trump and Hillary, guess what? They filled the rolls right back up again. And then after the election, after the election, they remove a fourth of their voters from their voter rolls, and then they're all back again in time for 2020 wow. election. Wow. Stop and, it. And Stop so it. I, I said to Speaker Voss, I said, how do you explain this, sir? And he said, oh, that those three counties have a lot of turnover. So then here's the, here's the punchline. I said, well, then what about all of your counties? Every county. <laughs> and and when I showed him this, it's like it totally changed the whole discussion in Wisconsin because people were being told there, oh, we can't have widespread fraud in the state of Wisconsin because every county runs their own election. Does that look to you like every county is running its own election? No. Every county is growing and shrinking exactly the same? No. What's happening is the voter rolls are being inflated ahead of time. That gives them a credit line of names they can use to stuff ballots for. And then it's being covered up after the election. Now, that's Wisconsin. And I want you to realize it's not just Wisconsin. Here's Wyoming. They're three largest counties. 
And the reason I used Wyoming as my other example is because they're the most conservative in the whole country. Wyoming, eight out of nine people are registered Republican there. Three, they voted three to one for Trump more than any other state. And this is their three largest counties. Here I'm showing it on a raw scale. And, but yet it's in every one of their counties as well. The wow. same pattern. But they're changing every 20 to 25% every two years. In other words, I showed this to them this year in January. I was working on it in December, but I showed it to them for the first time. Nobody had ever seen this until January. They're all panicked, like, oh, my gosh, this is happening to us, too. And so when I, um, I'm working closely now with Chuck Gray, the Secretary of State of Wisconsin, uh, Wyoming, who's actually the only Secretary of State in the whole country that's working closely with me. There are others that have allowed me to meet with them and talk with them, but um, only, there's only one state where actually the leader, the Secretary of State, the person who runs the elections, is actually on our side. So, so Doc, uh, so Doc they, kick up, they kick up the voting numbers, they vote, and then they purge them. Right. That's it. You got it. Exactly. We've cleaned up our roles. We've cleaned up our roles. And then just before the election starts again, they dump all those names back in there and they do it again. Is that, that's is that what's right. Going on? And, and that's why I tell people, stop trying to clean the voter rolls. You're wasting your time. Um, what, you, what you need to be getting spending your time on is controlling your voter rolls. Once you have control, then you can clean up your voter rolls. But until then, you're wasting your time. And show my us favorite Ohio, example, Doc. Can you show us Ohio? Uh, I'd have to go dig it up, but yes, okay. I can. But Ohio is the same problem. It's all the same um, I, everywhere, huh? It's Thank the same you. in every single state. And I've met with Frank LaRose, the Secretary of State of Ohio. He's a snake. He is not our friend. Um, anybody who thinks uh, he, 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 the, Ohio is one of the most corrupt states in the whole country. You know, I, I didn't talk about it. I didn't talk about it uh, with Wyoming. But, for example, last last year, if you remember, Wyoming built up a movement and they threw out Liz Cheney and they replaced Liz Cheney. At the same time they did that, they put in a new secretary of state. That's Chuck Gray. Well, the very first bill that the legislature in the state of Wyoming tried to pass was they said, we want to take away authority over our elections from the secretary of state. And we want to establish an election commission like they have in Wisconsin. I'm not kidding. They even use that like they have in Wisconsin. And in other words, as soon as the people say we want to take back our elections, the legislature, the legislature, the legislature says, no, we want we're not going to let that happen. The legislatures like having control. By the way, Ohio is one of the worst. Kentucky's right behind. So, Doc, so the people understand this, these voter rolls, folks, this is happening at the local level, is it not, Doc? That the I live here in Licking County, Ohio. They purge it and then add them back on here locally. Is that how it works? It's not the local people doing it. No, no, I didn't mean that. No, no, but it's at, at the local level. Oh yeah, um, every single county. It's being it, 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 the exact same phenomenon is happening in Ohio. And I have teams that have been downloading. See, in Ohio is one of the few states where you can actually download the rolls for free every day. And there are people that have been downloading them every week for now, ever since 2020, and and uh, people became aware that this was the problem. They've been downloading them every week. You know, when I met with the Secretary of State and showed him the problem, Frank LaRose, they were never backing up anything. Um, and, and I showed him this problem, and they're like, whoa, we should be backing this up. Yeah, I think. Okay. <laughs> so in other words, we don't have the past data to show. And, you know, if you remember in Ohio in 2004, we had the big 
the big stink about the elections then. Yeah. And when I when I was with the Secretary of State office, I said, hey, I'd like to have the voter rolls from 2004 because they're all gone for some reason. Do you know that after the 2004 election in Ohio, the state purged everything related to the all election? The records, all the and records. so and, and by the way, people say, oh, but Ohio's Republican, Dr. Frank. That is, you know, pardon my French, but that's BS that if this is not a Republican Democrat issue, and I can give you a simple example of that in Kentucky, they have 105% of their, their people registered. 105% folks. Did you hear that? Yes. There are 5% more voters <laughs> registered than there are voters. That's right. And that's Kentucky. That's red. Whereas in Oregon, they have 105% of their people registered, and they're blue. It's not about red versus blue. It's not about Republican versus Democrat. It's about we the people versus central control of our elections, which is why my main theme that I'm going around the country teaching everybody is how to take back their elections to the local level. And the way to do that is to go all paper, because I can't hack into your election electronically if it's on paper. But yeah. if it's but if it's on all electronic, then I can hack it. So that's I think I think I'm uh, I think I finished that thought. Okay, Doc. Listen, we got a lot of people itching to get in and ask you. Questions. Okay, sure, fire away. Okay, uh, Renetti's Pizza, your first one, and then Kelly. Let's go. Hey, listen, tell us your story, not your life story. All right, let's go. You have to unmute yourself, Kelly. Paul Gosling, go, Paul. Quick question, Doug. I, I saw you up here in Ellsworth, I believe. Um, in all your travels, do you feel like uh, your life is in danger? When you come up with the truth in this world, you get a lot of uh, Great question. A lot of demons. Uh, yes. When I first, um, in March of 2021, I met Mike Lindell. He made that movie about me called Scientific Proof. And... And then another 30 minutes in the movie, Absolute Interference. When he did that, I spent two hours one afternoon with Navy SEALs. Um, when we were in that studio in Memphis, there were 20 people inside of a building that had no windows. And there were 20 people there. Ten of them were armed Navy SEALs. And the other 10 of us were the ones being filmed. Yes. And so, yes, it, it's important. And there were some whistleblowers in that room, which I'm not at liberty to reveal. And so what happened was um, those Navy SEALs sat me down and they went over my life and they said, OK, here's where you're going to be vulnerable. And they listed a whole bunch of things. And I took every one of their pieces of advice. And boy, have I been glad. And let me just give you one example. Um, in February of this year, uh, my bank sent me a letter and canceled my bank accounts. And I had already transferred the bulk of my assets out of those that bank anyway, because it's a national bank. And one of their advices to me was, take your money out of any national bank and put it all in local banks and local credit unions, because they, they are not necessarily connected. And wouldn't you know it, where I took the money out, Mr. Lindell, when my YouTube um, account was canceled in, in December of 2020, uh, actually, October of 2020, sorry, um, Mr. Lindell discovered that and he sent me a little small check and he used that account. And <laughs> guess what? That's the account that got canceled because it's connected to Mr. Lindell. So so and, and that's that's one example. But as I travel the country, um, I have 500,000 airline miles last year. Um, so I'm very much busy. So people pick me up 
every time people deliver me to the airport, I'm never not chaperoned. And I mm. ask that my hosts uh, carry weapons um, so that, so yes, I'm concerned about my so welfare. Dr. Doc, Dr. Frank, I, this is fascinating. I'll get to you here, folks, I promise, okay? Uh, uh, but So Doc, you have presented this evidence to the highest authorities in America. Do they not care? What's up? That's a great question. I have met in person with um, two dozen secretaries of states and two dozen attorneys generals. I've met with governors. I've testified formally before several legislatures. I've met in private with hundreds and hundreds of legislators. And and forgive me for being a scientist and believing in truth and logic and evidence and thinking that if I would show them that they would do something about it. I spent all of my 2021 trips basically doing that, thinking I could change the country from the top down. So 2021 was my learn my lesson year and learn that nothing is getting fixed from the top down. Keep in mind, I mean, when I say I meet with them, it's not like I just meet with them for 15 minutes and say hi. I met with Ken Paxton in Texas for three days and we hacked into his election every which way but loose. I met with in Louisiana with the Secretary of State Kyle Ardouin for an entire day and I hacked into every one of his parishes showing him how transparent his elections were. I have shown this to the people at the top all around the country. They don't want to fix it, Dave, because they like having control, central wow. control. Okay, so it's not about the knowledge. They have the knowledge. I know. You know how I know? Because I told them. I showed them right in front of their faces. I did it. So I know they know. But no, they, you know, it's, I'll tell you. Here's a fun, because in Ohio, I just got it, because you're in Ohio. Do you remember two years ago, uh, Lake County was trying to get rid of their their uh, Dominion machines? Right. And it was a big argument. And they voted locally to get rid of them. Remember that? Yep. Well, the question came up, well, gee, the Secretary of State, Dr. Frank, is telling us that our machines are not online. And so, you know what we did? I found somebody who hacked into their election in during the middle of the election, and he took screenshots of what was going on in the election right through the election machines, right in front of their face. We showed it to everybody to prove that their machines were online. Frank LaRose, instead of coming out and say, okay, you caught me, yes, we're online. He didn't say that. He came out and said, and put it in the media. You can look up the newspaper articles. He's saying, oh, a horrible thing happened. Everybody, we had a security infraction. But fortunately, there was no fraud. Well, we, <laughs> we weren't hacking into the election to prove fraud. We were hacking into the election to prove to everybody the machines were online. So in other words, he knows dang well that the machines are hackable. He knows th that the machines are, are online, but he's unwilling, unwilling to fix it. He likes having central control. Martin, come on in here real quickly, Martin. Hey. Hey, thanks so much, Coach Dave. And uh, Dr. Frank, thank you. Um, I have a question. Um, I was at the precinct on Tuesday. I handed them my, my uh, ID card, and they scanned it, Dr. Frank. And then I asked for a paper ballot, and they refused me, Dr. Frank. They said... Uh, I cannot have one now. I have to have it sequestered. I could fill out a paper ballot, but I, I'd have to have it sequestered for 14 days. And so I asked the manager, Scott, I said, are those Dominion machines? And he said, yes. And Dr. Frank, every every machine in there uh, was, was Dominion. And there was nobody sitting at a table. So can I correct what happened on Tuesday or 
what should I do, Dr. Frank, to prevent that from happening again? So the problem is that you're not in control of your election. You just proved it. Correct. So what can I do, Dr. Frank? You have to take back your elections, and that's the seven steps that I teach. Let let me stop you there a second, because you don't have a website, right? They pulled you down or whatever's going on. So this information you're providing, where are people going to find this, Frank? Um, the best it, it, I have, I, I posted that a minute ago. Let me put that back up for you. Um, I, I, I have, um, let me put that up. There are a bunch of places to follow me here. Let me put this up. Can you see that everybody? Yes, we can. Oh, okay. There you go. There you go. So I don't have a website. I've tried. I even tried again a couple of months ago and within a week I was down. Um, because even a personal website they are taking down. They, Take a picture of it, folks. Take a picture of it with your can. That's what I just did. That's amazing. Okay. And so what I do is I, I post on social media because they can't take down Facebook, right? Yeah. Facebook can take me down, which they did. But my personal account is still there and I use it. But uh, if, you know, if people like graphs and seeing their own state, I have, um, if you look at my Rumble channel, my my Rumble channel, I have um, here, I'll mark it right here, my, my Rumble channel, I have thousands and thousands of graphs for, for about 30 states up there right now. Um, and then um, I go around the country showing people their own data. Uh, and I, 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 I'm a little behind, but I try to post it there on Rumble. Ohio is one of the first states I did, so you can see those data up there oh. from a long time ago. Man, I, man we got to keep moving here. I, okay, buddy. We need about Thanks, three folks. weeks here, Doc. You know that, right? We need about three weeks. Let me get Glenn Claremont in here because he's on the Central Committee in, in Columbus. Go ahead, Glenn. Yeah, good morning. Thank you, Dr. Frank. Uh, so I've, I've asked about changing our local election, and I've been told – that by some people on the central committee that it has to be done through the legislature. So let me ask you this. Do we need a, a, a local ballot initiative to make that change to a paper ballot or how do we go about that? Well, your words illustrate to me that uh, you got to listen. You, you said you want to go to a paper ballot, but more importantly, you need paper poll books. And, that is local control of who's in your voter rolls and you have to regain that. And you already have the ability to do that. You just don't know it. And this is what I'm talking about with the constitutional rights. People have not using their own rights. So they don't realize what they have. It would be like if I didn't carry my gun for many years. And then I wondered, gee, can I carry my gun in public or not? I would have forgotten that I have that right in Ohio. Well, in Ohio, local communities can decide how they want to vote. It's, it's, it's in the state constitution. It's in the, the national constitution. People say to me all the time, gee, Dr. Frank, do you have a permit to carry that gun? I say, yeah, and I hold up a copy of the constitution. Okay, you have the right. And, and, and another uh, very powerful um, avenue you have is through the, through the sheriff of your county. You know, uh, there's a book by Truella called Doctrine of the Lesser Magistrates. And we use, we use the sheriff a lot around the country. That's a big deal. Does it have to be done on a county, county basis? When you say local control, are you referring to uh, a county control? In Ohio, I would focus on counties. In California, counties are like whole states. So in California, I would focus on cities. But 
in every other state, I would focus on counties. Yes. And if you're waiting, if you're waiting for the legislature to fix the problem, you're going to be waiting until hell freezes over because yeah. they are exactly the people who like it the way it is. Playing this is, amen. Kelly Potenza, come on in there. Kelly, got to unmute yourself. All right. Coach. Yes. This is Kelly Johnson. Okay, Go so, ahead, Kelly. Okay. Let's get Kelly Johnson. Hang on a second. He's in California. Kelly Potenza. Come on in. Kelly. I'm in. Uh, can you hear me? Yeah, go. She's in New Hampshire. Go ahead. Hi, Do- Hi, Dr. Frank. So you came to New Hampshire. I met you. That was when I was just an activist. I've been working on our election stuff since 2018. I think what everybody needs to understand, and I think um, what you talk about, everything is so state specific, right? So in New Hampshire, we have these wicked old machines. Yes. Um, they're from LHS which is now owned by Dominion. They've already, the unelected ballot law commission is going to be putting in new machines, but that's, that's not just the, the, you know, yes, that's a problem, but that's not the biggest part of our problem. We have huge issues with same day voter registrations. We also don't have, they're not purging the voter rolls. So for example, in 2020, I was in Rye. We had over a hundred percent voter turnout. Uh, we canvassed afterwards. There were people that had voted that lived at homes from three to five years prior. So they are not required to, they're not required. They don't have to purge their roles. They don't have to do it for every 10 years. So the steal in New Hampshire in 2020 was humongous, as you know. And so if that's the problem is everybody is so different with how their elections are run from state to state, but Ohio, I just wanted to tell you guys, if you didn't know, so, um, so Sununu, Chris Sununu is our governor. His father is the one that got voting machines here in New Hampshire in 1979. Guess what, Ohio? He also got you, you voting machines. He was paid big, big bucks. He stuffed it down the local, um, all of the local elections, uh, which is basically town and city um, in there, you know, in all, basically, you know, there was a strong arm. He was governor to get that done. And he also did the same thing in Ohio. So Ohio is very similar to New Hampshire in there with their election problems. So there are two things I'd like to comment about that. First of all, Marilyn Todd was the gal I was working with in New Hampshire. I was just on the phone with her last week. Yes. Your, your state is super. The elections are run town by town. And so for example, when when somebody said, um, you know, gee, what do we fix this at the county level or the state level? Well, guess what? In New Hampshire, you have to fix it at the town level. It's the same way in Wisconsin. You do it town by town by town. That's the first thing I want to say about New Hampshire. The second thing I want to say is Marilyn Todd, because of her stance on work on the election, she was persecuted by local law enforcement. So she and her family moved. And they left the state. They had to go to they went to Florida. Third thing I'd like to say about New Hampshire is you guys were grifted. You were grifted out the wazoo. Jovan Pulitzer came in and took all that beautiful evidence you have and promised to deliver a video a documentary, and he never delivered. He took your money in advance. So you guys, that's another problem we could get into around the country. There are all these people who are promising to help you fix problems, and they take your money, and they don't deliver. And that's just one example. Yeah, I know all about Jovan. I know I know you've got to go on, but I know all about Jovan. I know Marilyn very, very well. Yes. Yeah, it's really sad. Uh, a lot of money that was raised. and, um, and I know, and I thing. helped you raise that money, which is why I take that personally. And guess what? We're dealing with it. Watch the, watch the next couple of weeks what's about to happen. Okay. We're about to expose him nationally. Thank you, Kelly. So, Doc, look, i got a lot of people want to get in there. But go hang, ahead, hang go on. ahead. We've only, we only got a few minutes left. Go ahead. Uh, so help me out here, Doc. 
Everything's local. You have a plan. You have a seven-step plan yes. on how we can take it back. Yes. You run down through that real quickly, and I'll sure. Let I'll me try, let me to, people in to, to speed things up. I can um, I can um, let's see here. I can bring this up here. I have got a brochure that I've got a trifold. I could send it to you, and you could share it with your listeners. But I was just going to bring it up real quick. Here it is. Uh, I have that. Okay, here we go. Here's the seven steps. You see it? Can you I see it? Oh, take a picture. Get your camera out right now and take a picture of it, okay? Yeah, let screen. me let me go to the next slide. This is the one to take a picture of. Here we go. Um, basically, what it boils down to is there's seven steps. Step one is you got to get connected because you don't want to relearn all the lessons that I've already learned and other people in my that I work with have already learned. Don't we don't have time for you to go through the slow learning process like I did. So step one is to get connected. Step two is to get organized. And, and this is super important. People think that they can solve this with evidence. No, you can't. I just told you, I've already shown the evidence to the leaders in every state or multiple states. You don't win with evidence. You win with a movement. And to have a movement, you need to get organized. So that's step two. And you need several kinds of people not just one. There, there are all these people that they're cyber warriors and they find evidence and they run to the secretary of state and think they're going to save the day. They're wrong. They're wasting everybody's time. Step three, you formulate a plan. I like saying, um, it, I, I like saying that uh, every county is like a game of chess. Every local county is. And so you have, you have to play every game of chess a little differently and you have to study the board and you have to figure out what the local laws are and who are the local officials. That's step three. Step four is you have to implement that plan. And, 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 for example, in Shasta County, Northern California, it took us about a year, but we took over. Shasta County, 75,000 people, they completely run their own election now. The state hates it. They're going crazy because four more counties are about to join them. And I got this happening all over the country. Step five, you're building a movement. because You remember, you, you need evidence to build a credible movement. You know, having fraud in your hand converts you from being a conspiracy wingnut into somebody who has actual evidence of fraud. And that empowers you in multiple ways. And I can teach you all those ways. Um, and then step six is reviewing progress. This is super important because there are lots of people who think they have fraud. They run to the public. They make a big political, um, they make a, a splash in the media. They run to their legislators. And guess what? They don't have fraud. And all they do is make us all look bad. It damages our credibility. So I always tell people, do not go public with anything until you've had somebody at the national level, somebody like me, somebody who has a lot of experience at this, to peer review your work before you go public. In science, we do peer review. I never. I have 60 scientific publications. Every one of them went past the eyes of multiple other scientists first to find my errors because I, it's about to go public and it's about to be forever. So you don't want to have any mistakes. And then number, step number seven is local empowerment. And there's and, and how we accomplish that in every county kind of changes. Uh, but basically, we either get a sheriff on board or we get a county commissioner or a supervisor or a deputy or a police chief. Because once we have actual fraud, that's an actual crime. Then we then we we bring in the officials. So those are the seven steps, and that's and that's what I'm doing all around the country is teaching people how to do that, and it's working. Uh, Frank, I, in the presentation I heard you make in Zanesville about a month ago, it's fascinating. You said we ought to all check our board of elections budget and find out what it is they're doing with the money, right? Yeah, because when people find out how much they're actually spending on their elections. 
It's 10 times cheaper to do it on paper. I'm not kidding. We run all the numbers in multiple places around the country. So what they're going to say is, oh, you know, machines are more accurate. No, they're not. I could give you dozens of examples of huge errors we had in the last election because people were using electronics. No, electronics are not more accurate. When you so they can hire they can hire grandma and grandpa to come and count ballots. They, they got the they, money to do that, and they would still save money. They would say if you paid people to count the ballots, you would save money. But you don't need to pay people. Are you kidding? People love to count ballots. When when they say, "Oh, we can't get volunteers, we can't get volunteers for the election." Yeah, you can't get volunteers to sit there and watch a stupid machine run all day. But boy, oh boy, can you get volunteers who would love to sit at a table counting ballots? Are you kidding? It's a completely oh, no. different uh, situation. All right, let's get a lightning round going. Kelly Johnson in California. Come on, Kelly, by, and Judah next. Let's go. Hey, Dr. Frank, how are you? I'm from Worthington, Ohio. Been sitting at Reawaken America around the country and everywhere the last couple of years and uh, spent a lot of time in Arizona at the audit. They got open carry out there. Love it. Uh, what does Seth Keschel do to, to assist the process? Because I know he's out there on the front lines. He's a military guy. Uh, is he doing things along the lines of what you're doing? Seth, Seth, I recommend people have Seth in to keep the movement going and to build the movement. But he doesn't do the gra- he doesn't do the detail that I do. You know, in other words, I'm working with the team, coaching the team. He basically summarizes the overall statistics and tell you where he thinks the worst problems are and that sort of thing. So Seth is a good guy. I vouch for him. He's a, he's an honest kid. He's a, a former military guy and he did intelligence for them. So um, and and he's he's the real deal. Good deal. So, Keep up the good work. And I love those bow ties. <laughs> Amen. Judah, come on in. Then Artie. Judah, then Artie. Get ready. Go, Judah. You bet. Hey, uh, Doug, we uh, we really appreciate everything you're doing. Um, matter of fact, here, I'll put the camera on. Um, everything that you're doing, which is uh, truly remarkable, and there, there should be no fear in anything that uh, we're putting together and what we're doing. But when it comes down to, um, you know, for example, Kelly mentioned um, – LHS systems, Chris Sununu, uh, it's very funny that each one of these states that uh, has electronic voting with Dominion is connected to Conakeck. And they go into that, and then the family, oligarchy families that are behind that, like the DeVos and the Van Andels, um, controlling interest that the, the military-industrial complex in terms of finances from the state of Michigan, why is it all these families just happen to have interest in local elections in every single state, and especially the states that uh, are in question. So Chris Sununu, that whole Bush group goes back to the Liz Cheney's, which who are best friends with Betsy DeVos, which are the swamp people, the swamp creatures. I've done a very good job, and I'd love to connect with you, but the finances that now track into all these electronic systems all over the country are coming out of China. And so these groups have partnered with the deep state of China, the deep state up here in the U.S. with the military industrial complex. And the ability to get from that to paper ballots, uh, what is the best route for us to be able to expose the finances that are behind all these groups? All right, Judah, good question. Doc? I don't think exposing the finances gets you anywhere. You need fraud. If you, if you expose the finances, so what? They're going to say, so what? Show me the harm. You, you need the fraud. Once you have fraud in your hand, every case of fraud disenfranchises a voter from their ballot. You know, 
Uh, you know, Dave votes in Ohio. What if I stuff a ballot in his, in his county, Licking County, in somebody else's name? Guess what? I just nullified Dave's ballot. I just violated right. his constitutional rights. So you need that. It's not illegal for people to invest in our voting machines. It is a violation of your constitutional rights when someone stuffs a ballot. And that's also identity theft. So I don't disagree with anything you said about the money. I agree. That's, but guess what? It doesn't get you anywhere. It doesn't give you a toehold. It doesn't give you a way to fight. So I, even though I, I applaud that and I want you to continue doing that and reporting that because that adds weight to what we're doing later in the system. In the meantime, you need control of your own elections, and that's what I teach. Artie, come on in, Artie, up there in New Hampshire. Got to unmute yourself, Artie. Claudine, while we raid on Artie. Go, Claudine. Good morning. Uh, Hi, Claudine. Hi, Dr. Frank. Um, I didn't get the privilege of meeting with you, but I was an activist and now I'm involved in the local as well as the state level. Um, Actually on the election law committee, which is your right, is useless. We have about eight or nine um, bills that will be coming up for um, our committees. But uh, I, at the local level, and this is what I learned, is that in our New Hampshire constitution, it is up to the board of selectmen. And I'm actually one of the members, but that's one town. We have hundreds of towns. And if people don't get up and and get involved and know what their um, constitution tells each town, which is we're the ones that decide whether we hand count or use a machine. And we never voted in to use machines. We only because you didn't know you had that right. That's right. That's right. And that's what everybody needs to do. Oh my goodness. I spend most of my time just waking people up and teaching them their own rights. People don't even know. Amen. We're do- oh my goodness, we're running out of time. Steve Deck, I get my buddy Steve Deck in here. Come on in, Steve. So the question I have is: we have paper ballots in, in Pennsylvania at the township level, but they, uh, they 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 do the count, but then they take them to the courthouse, and that's where they get scanned into a machine. How do you, you know? That's there's where I believe the problems at. So how do I how do we get rid of that? That's not the problem, my friend. I I told you the problem is that the voter rolls are dirty. And people are stuffing ballots. So what happens is you collect the ballots at your local precinct, like you just described. Then those are commingled with all the ballots that are coming in from other sources. So all that local security that you do at a local precinct where somebody fills out a ballot, it might be good right there. But then you take those secure ballots and you commingle them with all the ballots that you've lost chain of custody of. 30 days to vote in Ohio, 30 days to stuff the ballots, right? Right. And by the way, all that extra time they argue, oh, that increases turnout. No, it doesn't. Our turnouts are down. People don't trust our elections anymore. They don't trust our elections anymore. Uh, Doc, we got just about a minute here. Now, look, look, when we finish up here, Doc, hang on, because we have an after show. OK, so okay, don't sure, have my right away, although I'll, I'll let you go. Folks, I'm sorry I couldn't get all of you in here. Hey, Doc, we got to we got to do another one of these. I mean, this is uh, people are sick of it. We just don't know what to do. But uh, Dr. Frank, listen, all politics, all elections are local, right? That's the education is key, but the fix is local. Yeah, but put your links up, Doc, where people can find it. How they put, okay. put that back up. Hey, folks, get your camera out and take a picture, all right? Take a picture of his contact so that you're able to get a hold of him. 
Uh, I mean, he's a normal guy with a wife and kids and living a life and is on the planes way too much. But he's doing some great, great work. And by the way, don't they tell us, Doc, follow the science, follow the science. And then they don't want to follow the science. Isn't that where it is? Yeah, it's oh, not man. real science they're asking you to follow. They don't want that science. Either. No, no, no. They want that science to say an unborn baby is not a human being. That's, a, that's the science they want, to, they want to follow. Hey, God bless you, folks. Doc, hang in there with us. Uh, Folks, we will be here tomorrow, Thanksgiving morning. We'll be here. God bless you. See you then.